Good evening, everyone. <clears throat> Andrew Pohl here. Welcome back to another Monday Night Live presented by Queen Tackle here at the Serious Angler Podcast. Um, tonight, we're doing a little St. Lawrence Open preview, the last Northern Open of the season. We're going to break down who the top five are in point standings, what's on the line, like an Elite Series berth or a Classic berth. Um, talk about some other things. We have Mike Schnupp joining us tonight because Bailey and Adam Deacon are both up at the St. Lawrence River getting ready for this final Northern Open. Um, <clears throat> so if, just a fair warning if my voice kind of goes in and out. I traveled this past weekend down to North Carolina. Um, I feel great, just I have no voice. I was at a wedding. So for everybody listening and tuning in, I apologize to your ears. But um, what we're going to do here now is we're going to get Mike on. We're going to talk about the Northern Open. We're going to talk about a couple other things that is going on in the fishing world and then a tournament that we have coming up next weekend here in Buffalo on Lake Erie. So without further ado, let's get Mike on. Good evening, Mike. How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Oh, you know. <clears throat> Hope <laughs> not like crap. Corona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll yeah, see how that not. goes. Yeah. I mean, you just had a recent deal with that. So how are you feeling? Yeah, good. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't have it too terribly bad. My, my wife had it worse than I did. My kids got it. But for the most part, it was just like a nasty sinus infection for me and never really got that like drain tiredness. Just just like I said, sinus infection, a little bit, you know, soreness and stiffness. But I can't tell the difference anymore if it's my body or a cold. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so. Thank goodness you're all right. I'm sure you probably got it from ICAST because you were down there for ICAST, and it seems like everybody who went there got it for the most yeah, part, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. Something. I mean, traveling, you know, you never know. Yeah. So while we're on the sad subject of COVID, uh, there was a National Professional Fishing League guy who just passed away in Donnie O'Neill. So my condolences to that whole family on that side and his friends and even the league. Um, it's a very sad deal. And it stinks that people are passing from it. Unfortunately, it's something that we're probably going to deal with the rest of eternity because it's probably going to become an endemic here shortly. Yeah, it's, it's sad, man. I mean, you know, <clears throat> everybody's body reacts differently. Like I said, it wasn't too bad for me. My wife had it pretty bad. My kids, like you're down for like two days and act like nothing happened. So, I mean, it's just, you just really never know. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. And that's the craziest part about it. You just don't know. So for everybody who does get it, I hope they get through it quickly and feel better. I mean, we saw videos of like Dustin Connell where he was on the boat oh, and yeah. oxygen tank with them. So it's, well, it's just crazy that it affects everybody differently. So without further ado, let's dive into, um, <clears throat> The Northern Open there on the St. Lawrence. What are your thoughts and opinions going into it there? Oh, man. Um, you know, it's, as you know, and it's going to be the kind of the same deal with our tournament. You know, they're, they're kind of getting in that transition, and it's going to be hard to, stack, you, know, catch a, you know, catch them stacked up. And I think, <clears throat> I don't know, man, I, I think the river's going to play. I mean, now that the Canadian waters are open, I mean, there's just so many different variables. And, and uh, I, I, I guarantee you're going to see a few six and a half pounders or maybe even bigger weight in because they that place definitely got them. From uh, talking to Bailey, 
He said uh, a couple guys have caught like 26, 27 pound bags fairly quickly in practice. And these are guys that have no experience on that river. I'm sure they're out in Lake Ontario on the Canadian side. As we know, pressure really does a lot to smallmouth. They're they're dumb as can be when you're the only one on them. But as soon as you put 225 boats on a body of water, they feel it all that. Oh, 100%. Electronics. 100%. So, interesting note, BP is leading the AOI for the Northern Opens, and yeah. he is not fishing. Oh, wow. So Yeah, because he's leading, then Ike and Ellie's second. Yep, Ike's second, then uh, you, I can't, was this yeah. Cascuela Hugh? Yeah, Cascuela. Um, yeah, Cascuela, I can't talk right now. So <laughs> no. And then Prosnick's fifth. Prosnick's fifth, Alex Redwine, and, and uh, yeah. It's, fourth, yeah, and then... Yeah, Jonathan Kelly, Mansfield. You know, he's a ninth. Yeah, he could make it. What do yeah. they take? Top is it top three or is it top four this year, Mike? From each division. Ooh, I that I don't know because they changed it. Um, I want to say it's a top four, but I'm not sure because then because they also go by you have the northern, the southern, central, yeah, and then so you have the opens AOI. Yeah, I think they're taking so. fifteen. I think I heard do a thirteen or fifteen. Okay, one, two, three, four, four times. So that'd be twelve. So they might be doing yeah. four, four, and three from the yeah. overall. Four, four, Possibly. four, and three. So yeah, because and then Prosnick's leading the overall opens. Yep. And then I'm not even excited. Mesa Yuki Mishuita. I'm gonna butcher that up, obviously. And then well, Thomas Williams third, and then Denny Fiedler fourth. Tommy Williams has been close the last couple of years, hasn't he? Yeah. It. So maybe yeah. he'll break through this time. And because he did, he's the one who won Lake Travis last yes. year, right? Yeah. Yeah. With the yeah. four tracks, no all tracks yeah. on his boat. So interesting deal. Just proves that you don't need all the top end like electronics. Yeah, he won it. He went on Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. That's yep. it. Yeah. So uh, to answer Roger Dudra's question here, I do believe mm. Canada is open. There's no restrictions to go across and fish in Canadian water currently that I am aware of. You just can't touch land, and then it becomes a giant debacle. So yeah, hopefully nothing happens there. Um, have you taken a look at the weather forecast, Mike? I have not. Um... So <clears throat> 8 to 15 southwest winds Thursday, Friday, Saturday throughout the tournament. Oh, wow. So they're going to have yeah. one to five footers. Yeah, it just depends on which way they're going and which like the lake yeah. is. Yeah, so the Gosh. lake is probably going to be rough. Um, any of the Canadian boys, I'm sure the Johnsons are in it. I'm sure are the true favorites. Oh yeah, yeah. those, those boys on that lake. <laughs> they're virtually unbeatable. I, it's crazy. I wouldn't be surprised. This is my bold prediction. I'm. I think you might see a thirty pound bag. I think it's very possible this time of year. I think. Um, you know, obviously, it's a little further north, so it gets a little colder, more than than Buffalo per se, just a little bit. But yeah. you know, there's there's, I, I I'd say there's a fair shot for sure. I, I'd say if not thirty, dang near thirty. You know, yeah. So I mean, if they're catching 27, 25 to twenty seven pounds in practice, and they're laying off of them, if they can find a sweet little honey hole. And my thought process is the Toyota series or whatever the FLW MLS yeah, yeah. is now. 
they had 20 i think chris johnson had almost 28 at the last day and he was fishing for like an hour and a half yeah so because yeah. they're running all the way from messina to the canadian shoreline in lake Ontario, oh, yeah. which is insane give them clayton to there is a 16th of the amount of time of oh, yeah. they're gonna have eight hours of fish they're gonna whack them yeah oh for sure i mean like you said the dude can make that long of a run fish for an hour and a half and still bring in 20 what, 28 pounds like that's just insane uh, <clears throat> those those boys definitely got it dialed in but it's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays out i'm pretty sure the weights will be stacked yeah for sure i feel like you know and then you're just gonna have those random ones thrown in there where guys just struggle it's just the nature of smallmouth fishing <laughs> i think the ones who struggle are going to be the ones that are chasing river fish and they're yeah. like, they were here yesterday because those river fish i feel they have so much to hide behind just a couple yeah. times i've been up there and the areas to move from 40 foot to another 40 foot break really isn't that far away and smallmouth tend to be pelagic and nomadic so i mean I personally, I think it's going to be one in the lake, even if there's five footers and it's open. I don't think the river fish are going to compete. Oh yeah. Much. I mean, I mean, if dude, I mean, if there's five footers and you can, like you said, they don't have to make that big of a run because yeah. of where it's putting it. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not being silly, I, I, dude. If if you know five footers and I have a chance of you know winning the thing or you know dang near you know winning it. Yep. I'll fight I'm those going. five footers. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You make sure all my stuff's tightened. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Make sure <laughs> everything's tightened down. The water. <laughs> yeah. You don't want yeah. the motor coming off the jack plate or. No, no. So, but, uh, oh, so Bass Tour Anglers podcast said it's 12, 3, 3, and 3. 3, 3, 3. Okay. 3, 3, 3. So we were close. So we had it backwards a little bit. So yeah. I can, oh, I saw oh sorry. It says, uh, I can at least he'll fish the elites if he stays in the top three of the Northerns. Oh, wow. And yeah, he. I believe he announced that at the beginning of the year. He didn't want to take Yeah, he did, yeah. He didn't want to take a Legends exemption. He wanted to qualify the hard way like Christie did and Hackney did, too. He didn't want to just come back. Yeah, so no, he got to respect that, too. It, but not, he's not killing saying those guys. Kayak game. Yeah, he's. I saw he just won a tournament a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then he talked about the Southern Opens. You know, the top three right now are Jacob Fouts, David Williams, and Blake Smith. Mm -hmm. And you know, Blake, you know, he's he's had a good year. I, I know him personally. I used to travel with him when I fished the tour. You know, he had a a seventh on Harris, which you know, water. honestly. Yeah, I mean, he lives about an hour and 20 minutes from there or so, hour, but, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's due, man. He's a really, really good guy, and he just, you know, he fishes his butt off and puts so much effort into it. I'm not saying that other guys don't by any means, but, you know, he he's, Florida tournaments, he's, he's kind of, you know, I mean, it's his home area, but he's kind of struggled just because, you know, if you want to say the home lake curse yeah. type thing, and he just, you know... It's it's starting to come together, and I just hope we can continue that way for him. You yeah, because he had a seventh place and then a twenty-six on Douglas. I think the and, wild card there for that Southerns. I'm, I hate to segue here, but um, is going to be that because they're in Norman in September, I think, for the last event, right? Yeah, they're in Norman. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be a curveball. 
Oh, 100%. Norman right now, I mean, when we left Asheville, I think next week it's going to be back in the 90s down there. It was yeah. a beautiful 70, 75 sunny, but it's supposed to get cranking again. So, so oof, those fish yeah. are funny with all the pleasure boats. But I think it's not until October, right? I, I want to say it was the end of September, but I could it might be, be wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't follow the southerns all that much once the northerns go. But um, what do you think is going to be the main bait for this northern open on the same <laughs> Is that a rhetorical question or is that? Yes. <laughs> almost like uh, a joke at this point. Yeah, it's almost, I mean, obviously, you know, the flatworms, I mean, everybody knows. I mean, now there's going to be a little bit, you know, different techniques and stuff like that. Uh, you know, like Sakai, you know, he won it on Koei other side. He's doing oh, all kinds of different Sakai, stuff. Congrats to him. It's yeah, one of our buddies sure. here, so who won the co-English side in that MLF tournament up there. He got yeah. Chris Johnson on the final day. <laughs> yeah, so Twice. that's the second time he's yeah. gotten him on the final day, and he's won. So, yeah. Well, so at Buffalo, um, he actually drew him on the first day, but the, oh, second that's and, okay. the second and third day were canceled because wind is such a problem here. So, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, it's going to be – I'm going to be excited to watch it. I'm going to follow I can't wait for live on Saturday. I probably yeah. won't be able to watch much because I have a guide trip, but um, I'm sure I'm going to be getting thought, all kinds of alerts. I thought I read somewhere, or maybe it's next year, that the, the Opens are going to be live the whole time. So that would be interesting. Like, if that is true, that would be interesting because what do they do with co-anglers? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Are they going to make like the Bassmaster weekend series and they got to qualify to get to the opens? Possibly. I don't know. I mean, there's the, the industry right now and everything's just changing so much. You don't really know. I mean, you got, like you said, you got the NF, uh, National Professional Fishing League, you got FLW, MLF, whatever. They, you know, they run everything. You got the Open, <laughs> the elites. It's just, man, there's a, I think it's great. Don't get me wrong because, I mean, you know, that just shows the industry's growing and the sport's growing and, and, and whatnot. But it's just, it's it's so hard to keep up with everything and see where things are going. It really is. It's it's crazy. I mean, and when it, just to, like, think about the ever-changing of the industry, it's like baits. How much yeah. better can baits get at this point? Like, yeah. I hate to Or even electronics. Oh, <laughs> like... It's just crazy where they're at. Even like HDS Lives, even though they're not, they've been out for what, two years now? Yeah. Which means, the two or three, yeah. which means the technology is now starting to get old on them and they are still absolutely incredible. Yeah, I love mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> me too. <laughs> but um, the whole live, like the live scope part of it is just changing. I just, I'm really curious as to where it evolves. Like, I could see hummingbird turning into like a 360 live yeah like like that infrared radar around the boat oh yeah yeah just something like that would be insane you would have live imaging 360 degrees all the time you wouldn't need any other sonar besides no. that and i mean that's the thing if you look you know like you said with the if they want forward-facing sonar you know patrick walters i mean two years ago down in texas Ford, I mean, that, yeah. that's what he was using you know and i mean he still uses it and um you know obviously the thing is if you're if you're going to try to profess fish professionally 
if you don't have it, you're, you're, I mean, you're already going down there, you yeah. know, <laughs> with your hands handcuffed behind your back. Yeah. Yeah. At least one of them. Then you could be great fisherman, but as soon as that offshore bites goes, it's, um, totally a game changer that's one thing i will say though it has totally revolutionized the jerk bait game oh yeah more than any other bait i think the jerk bait everybody knows is one of the best lures of all time live scope has just made it better and panoptics like way better yeah, yeah. I, I mean i think i got a a soft spot for for jerk baits yeah <laughs> i have way too many but i mean so I could throw in a hundred, you know, if they were, by, I mean, I could throw 365 days a year. I mean, I, I threw it in Florida and, you know, middle of spring, it didn't matter. You, you know, you could catch them. So, so kind of to segue back here in North St. Lawrence. Yeah. So I got us all off track. There. No, it's fine. It, it's fine. <laughs> Do you think it will be over or under 26 and a half pounds a day to win? Oof. And and everybody listening, I want you guys to chime in here too and tell me what you think the weights will be. Twenty six a half a day. So you're you're basically running that eighty pound mark for three. Yeah, days. yeah. Because they're going at the best time of year. I mean, not the best time of year, but the most fishable time of year, and where they are launching from. Yeah, it's just. Insane. I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna say the over. Pretty dang near close or over. Um, yeah, just for that reason alone. And I I agree with that just because of my point earlier while I was saying they were running from Messina to the lake and they were virtually averaging almost 25 a day with yeah. an hour and a half of fishing. Now, if you can add in two more giant fish to that and call out a four pounder or two four pounders in that bag, now you're easily oh, fishing yeah. 27, 28 a day. It's just how many, how many people are going to sabotage that lake bite because they're so close? Mm. That's where it gets a little more tricky. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like guys will be able to do it 24 pounds a day to win. What about, let me ask you this question then since we're on that. Odds of seeing a six and three quarters or seven pounder. Um. Because they're fishing the lake, I at this time of year, I bet you there will be at least two caught. At least. Two. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if they all come on the first day. Like, yeah. There's going to be giants on day one because guys are going to be like, if I can get to the lake, I have to light the world on fire to survive day two. Because I yeah. think day two, the wind is going to blow harder based on what I looked at. Oh, wait. Nope. The wind is, I have it written down here, Thursday, two to five foot. Friday one to two and Saturday one to three. So they mm. basically have to survive day one. So day one you might see lower weights, but that one to two foot wave, I believe the wind is northwest. Mm. So those guys fishing Canada, it's going to be glass. Yeah. And they're going to those fish haven't really been pressured in two years. Yeah. So they haven't been open. And then the other part of it too, like you said, is you know, I mean, I just think, like I said, they're at this five day one, day two, they'll probably, you know, rack them pretty good. And then day three, they still might because you're cutting down to 12. Yeah. No, I think it's actually 10 for the opens. 
I believe it's 10. It is 10. It is yeah. 10. I don't know why I said 12. But... And so if you think about that way, right, if you get five guys in that last day that are fishing river only, and you have five guys that are going to the lake, there is so much water available to those five guys. Like Chris and Corey Johnston, they might be like, I know stuff that nobody else will find in three or four days of practice, yeah. even if they have to run 100 miles down Lake Ontario to get to it they might do it on that final day for a shot at just blowing the doors off of it because they have more time there than literally probably every angler in that tournament combined. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but back to the baits, you know, we talk about the flatworm, um, you know, I, I wonder, I'm just trying to think, you know, I'm sure a jerk bait might work in like the river area where, you know, around, current breaks and stuff like that. But I think, you know, drop shot flatworm or whatever else similar to that is, is going to be going to be huge. Another um, bait too is um, if guys are fishing shallow, you will see or hear about a spy bait and hair jig. Push. Oh yeah. Because yeah. those always play up there. They tend, you don't get a lot of bites on them, but they tend to catch giant. Big ones. Yeah. And it's, but that spy bait, you get a six and a half pounder that eats a spy bait. They're probably coming off. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah. They're probably straightening those hooks. I mean, those hooks aren't very big as it is. So, I, Honestly, I've never had an issue with the hook straightening on them. Really? It's just they come off because their mouth is so hard. Yeah. You have to hit them as hard as you can to get it penetrated in the bone and the jaw. But if you hit them too hard, you pull yeah. it out of their face. So you almost like real set into them but then it doesn't really get them good it it's, yeah, it's just something i like to fish a tournament yeah <laughs> there's too many uh what ifs when you throw that bait right well when you catch you know when you're catching on that bait i mean it's a great bait obviously it's been proven it works um you know i've used it a lot uh on champlain and i just for me personally it was just i guess it was probably the areas i was fishing i just never really got a big bite on it you know i catch twos and maybe threes on it, but I just couldn't get the big bite, but yeah, know, I think it was area specific as well. And, that, and that's the weird thing with the spy bait. I found that it catches more fish and you get big bites on it, but keeping those big ones pinned is really hard for me for yeah. whatever reason. So, and when I fish a drop shot, getting a big bite on it, I consider itself almost a hundred percent land ratio. If you hook them really yeah. good. So they, and I've been tinkering around, and I'm not going to lie here with hooks because two weeks ago I was finding that they were literally biting halfway on the bait. Mm. So I fought, I lost one of the boats that was probably six, six and a half pounds, and I literally could see my bait in the hook hanging out of its mouth. Mm, so it was just holding on that whole time. It was holding on to a Maxim flatworm the entire time, and it saw the boat and it just opened its mouth and it fell out. Never hooked so, it. Yeah. So did you like, cause basically my personal favorite drop shot hook is the size one Gamakatsu octopus hook is what yeah. I use. I like it. You know, it's a little bit wider gap, you know, so you can get it yeah. driven really up in the nose and everything. And you got that, <clears throat> I guess you would say that give that leeway between, you know, the jaw and, and the hook. So it's not, not going to just roll out or whatever. Um, but like for that situation, what I've what I what I've done is gone to like a little, a straight like, shank. 
Yeah, yeah, like a robo worm rebarb strength shake, like a two or three, you know, size. Yep. And and then you tend to get, like you said, those short strikes or whatever. You tend to catch them a little bit better. Oh yeah. So sure enough, I didn't have them in my boat. I literally just <laughs> threw a box of weights and a box of hooks in my boat in my and like seven or eight bags of flatworms. And I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna go out and drop shot them today. And literally, like the first four bites I had, they came off of the boat. So I'm like, oh, this stinks. So they started eating it better. But I can bet you, as soon as I got home, I ordered some size one and two trade shank owner cover shots. And I think that's going to save me those days where they do bite it real short. And I really have that longer hook and hook them better. And I think that's it takes away a little bit of the natural action of the bait. But when it comes to scent, I don't think it matters with those flatworms because they look dumb in the water anyways. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I, you know, no shape weight form sponsored by Berkeley or anything like that, or have any, I mean, I have connections there. I got buddies that work there and stuff, but like, like you're saying though, they're holding on to that bait. They're fighting you <laughs> until they see that boat and then they're letting it go. So if that doesn't speak volumes on that, yeah, the max scent. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what does. You know. So here's. I didn't tell you about the story. I was on a guide trip, and my client was drop shotting a flatworm. And as he was dropping it, we had a five and a half pounder come ten feet off the bottom and eat it on the fall. That's insane. <laughs> like yeah. I've never seen it. Watched it right on two D. Literally, I could see the lines going down, and the bottom line came up and met it. And he's like, "My <laughs> line went like I was like closing and set." He's like, What's up? I'm like, just close it inside. And yeah. he had him as a five and a half pound fish. That's awesome. Insane. Is that is what's what's the biggest one for your, your I know you do your um just just your, over six. Just over so six. So for a client, um I've got two almost six and a half pounders in the boat myself, and then two others over six this year. Oh, you don't count. You don't count. <laughs> you're not eligible for the gift card that you're giving away. Yeah, it's true. But um <laughs> <laughs> but uh we do have I'm closing in on a hundred and five pound fish. On the boat, I keep telling you to come up. Like, I know, Buffalo's man. I know. Insane, but well, uh, I will be up there in what a week, two week and a half, almost. Yeah, two. a week and a few days. Yeah. So, um, we pretty much know who's gonna win it if he's in it, right? Probably one of the Johnson brothers. So we'll skip right past that. But uh, <laughs> do you think Ike will qualify for the Elite Series? Do I think he will? Yeah. But he's, I, I, I don't. Because I mean, technically, with BP dropping out of the tournament, he's in first. He's leading AOI. Yeah. I, I think so, man, as long as he doesn't have a, an Ike episode, you know, um, which I don't think I've seen those in a while either. No. Um, but I mean, that guy, you know, he's he's won an open up, up north, you with know, fishing. Sandusky, right? Yeah. And then he's he's finished second. Uh, a few years ago, uh, my buddy Will won won it, and uh, you know Ike finished second, and and they were you know basically on the same stuff the past couple of years. You know they're fishing it, but you know I, I mean he's he's definitely I mean definitely a, a, a solid solid. I mean you got to look at him solid pick if you if you were doing like fantasy fishing or something yeah. like that. You, you got to include him in a northern swing. Oh. For sure. the experience alone yeah. of being there so many times, he's got a leg up, and I think it's one of his favorite fisheries too. 
and he yeah. just finished seventeenth at the Messina event, which yeah. will totally get him in. If I think if he has like a top forty, he'll probably yeah. I think he'll be in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think so, man. It'd be cool to see him back in you know the, the elites. Um, you know it. It's going to be like I said. It's going to shake a lot of things up this yeah. year. Well, I think that that speaks volumes too. Like first, a lot of the guys that went to MLF and they struggled over there, they seem to be like coming back to the five fish format as to where like guys like Jordan Lee and Jacob Wheeler just obliterating. Them oh yeah. Because they're just fish catching machines. I think they go out and just try to find as many fish as possible and just catch them. Oh yeah. So I mean, Wheeler's just, I mean, this is, I mean, don't get me wrong now. Wheeler was, <laughs> he was winning major events, you know, the elites and, and FLW. And I mean, he won a forest with cup on Lanier when he was like, 18 19 years old something crazy like that yeah. so the dude you know obviously you can catch him but the style like you said it, it really fits him um i don't know if you ever done an mlf type tournament um i've i've done it and you have to you have to completely change how you fish i mean you really do it's a mentality everything and, and you go from being great in your head, you know, best five, best five, best five, you know, like five bites, one bite yeah. at a time. Yeah, exactly. To you I guess if I only get five bites, I'm I'm gonna finish dead last, you know. Like I, I gotta and then you know they when they switched it this year to what the most most lakes were like two pounds somewhere, like a yeah. pound and a half. Like I mean, dude, that's brutal. Like when I used to be stationed in South Carolina, you know, you fish um Sandy Cooper and Murray, a lot of those are fifteen inch limits at certain times of the year and stuff. And it's, it's tough. I mean, you're, you're talking a 15 inch limit is basically a two pounder, you know? So, yeah. uh, it's definitely tough. And you, you, in, in that situation, you change the way you fish too. I mean, you're, you're trying to fish for those bigger bites versus just catching fish. You know? So <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, but, speaking of station has station and stuff, congrats. You announced your retirement from the airport, yeah. correct? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, my retirement ceremony is going to be the 1st of December. Um, and then I'll be officially retired 1 June, but I'll, I'll be, we're going to be moving down to Knoxville. So that's that's kind of cool. We're going to move like west, a little bit west of Knoxville. Um, you know, there's obviously great fisheries around. I mean, it's going to be awesome because, you know, I went from <laughs> South Carolina where I was 20 minutes from Sandy Cooper you know, 45 minutes from Lake Murray. I had so many lakes within an hour distance. Right. And then Atlanta, you know, Lanier, I mean, one of the best, you know, spotted bass fisheries, the whole East Coast, you know, I mean, minus obviously California, but, you know, uh, had that really close by. And then Florida, of course, you know, Harris Chain. I was, if, you basically some, lived on the Harris Chain, right? Like, yeah, I lived like maybe 20 minutes tops, you know, and, and uh, I spent, out of the time I fished down in Florida, I probably spent about 85% of it, maybe 90% on Harris Chain. It was just close. I liked it. You know, I, I was able to learn a lot down there and just kind of really dial in the lake. Um, yeah. And then come up here, it's like you got the three rivers. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, man, I'd rather make the two-hour drive to Erie than – a 20 minute drive to the river but unfortunately for me you know baseball and surgeries kind of sideline a lot of that but 
you know, yeah, Tennessee a looking forward couple, to it. A couple years for you <laughs> up there in Pittsburgh, except for your yeah. son's been killing it at baseball, which is awesome. But um, so now you're moving to Knoxville. So what will the home lake be? Will it be Fort Loudon and Teleco, or are you going to be more like South Holston area, like man, uh, Eastern Tennessee? Yeah, no, I'm in more West West Tennessee. Um, the area we're we're looking at, there's there's like a little lake slash river system. It, I mean, it looks like a river to me, but it's it's technically a a lake. But um, I'm trying to remember the name. I'd, I'd be lying to you if I gave you. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to look it up on the map now. It's a uh, well, it's, the Tennessee River is right there, obviously. Um, and then there's a another lake. You know, then you got Norris is close by. Like I mean, you just got just a lot of things. You know, like I can <clears throat> shoot down. Fish again. Yeah, yeah, Chickamauga. You know, I got you, you know you got Chick close by. You got Gunnersville. I'm actually fishing a tournament. The you know the Army Bass Anglers organization has like a team tournament. You know, every year's East Coast. Last year was at Gunnersville, and this year it's at Gunnersville again. So uh, looking forward to getting down there and uh, fishing that week. We, you know, we should have won last year. We had four, four really good fish in one little twelve-inch spot, and we had the fish on. Just it just didn't happen. But, but yeah, but I mean, you know, just to be this, just the ability to be able to fish some awesome lakes, you know, right? Not have to drive two plus hours just to, you know, fish is going to be going to be a lot of fun again. Yeah, thank goodness. I mean. Yeah. Uh, you went from Florida where you fish basically if you had an hour you could go out and fish. Like yeah, you had a two hour stretch. You're like, all right, I'm gonna go to this canal, put it in, go catch a couple and yeah. go home and get the baseball practice to go into the Allegheny River system. It's the Allegheny River system, right? That well, goes. there's there's all three and there's well, the Ohio, Ohio and Mon Monongahela. Mont was the Mon was the closest one. I mean, like I said, you can go out there and catch 15, 20 fish in like a couple hours and you might catch, be lucky and catch a two and a half, but that's that's basically you're all catching a pound, pound and a half, they maybe two hard. pounders. Yeah, no, I mean, they're a lot of fun. Um, you know, when we did have time, like last year with, with COVID and stuff, I fished it, you know, pretty frequently with my son because it was just easier for him to, mm -hmm. you know, catch fish and, you know, took his little buddies out there and stuff. So it's not a bad place, but it's just, not an ideal place if that makes sense yeah absolutely so uh let's move into the next thing here next weekend are yeah. you excited to come back up to buffalo yeah jeff's pizza party man gotta gotta come up to buffalo pizza party uh, and yeah and the custard ice cream oh yeah, man it. i think i'm about to lose like five pounds just to go up there <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm looking forward to that it'll be good to see you again um it's been almost a year since the end oh, well, yeah. of me and destin just cracking them yeah that was that was unbelievable man that was you know like <clears throat> don't get me wrong i've had a lot of great tournaments and stuff but like you know and you know wins and stuff and that that was up there like right with some of my best tournaments just to watch you guys crack them i mean you know we didn't have a terrible bag but obviously weren't in contention like that but but man it was just just awesome you yeah know? it is funny like we looked at each other i think at well 
the first fish we put in the boat, I won't lie, it was a, it was like a six and a quarter yeah. pounder, right? Yeah. The very first drop or second drop of the day, we're like, all right, we got a six. We're going <laughs> to crack them. Two hours later, we had one fish in the boat. <laughs> we yeah. back three and a half pounders. Because we're like, if we put them in the well, it's going to kill us. So we moved and started running all over it. We just found a magical spot that yeah. loaded with absolute giants. So this time around, it's going to be a little bit different. So yeah. where we were all fishing in a party, we're going to be more spread out. Um, there's going to be a lot more fishable water, which is going to be interesting for you. Yeah. You're only going to come up for one day of practice. So what... What are how are you going to go through that one day of practice? I mean, obviously, we're going to help you out a little bit the best we yeah. can. So, basically, you know, my my plan, and of course, that could change too, but you know, is to kind of you know, basically go to the mouth of the river, kind of check out some of that areas. And you know, I got some stuff on the graph that I've looked at and have marked and stuff like that to check. I'm just going to try to find those. You know those transition areas those humps and stuff where they're going to be you know moving back out deep and stuff and just trying to just trying to see if i can find them you know i mean i'm sure if you go around and hit you know yeah uh, like current breaks with a rock and stuff i'm sure you, you know catch a few but you know i just i just want to I, I don't care if I get five bites as long as they're the right ones. <laughs> you, you're going to catch more than five fish. Yeah. So, I I mean, like, well, it was my first guy trip I had in, like, a month. A couple weeks ago, I went out. But I take it back. I went out with Bailey just, like, poking around to see what was going on. Yeah. time on the lake. And we had a 5.9 and a 5.5. Five. We had, like, 24 pounds. I was like, oh, that's second week of August. Like. This is yeah, incredible for the time here. And then the next day I go out and I caught seven fish all day. Yeah. So I'm like, great. 50 fish to seven that I went out two days later and we caught 70. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on out here? It's just the fish are moving so much. And I fish the same spot because I it's just a big fish area. Yeah. And um I honestly it's it's going to be a slug fest for the middle of September. It's my least favorite time to fish lake here out of Buffalo <laughs> because it's just that fall funk. Like, yeah, the south faces it from now until like November before it gets really cold. We get like a three week period where it just gets funky. Yeah. But you can still catch them because um, Lake Erie rolls. So it flips this time. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we'll have southwest wind and a northwest wind, a southwest wind. So we get a lot of upwelling in the lake. So all of a sudden, We'll have water that comes from 200 foot deep, which is 150 miles away, and it'll push yeah. the buffalo, and it pushes all those fish into like six inches of water. Yeah. And then they slowly have to trickle back out. And when they trickle back out, they just disappear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So well, it's like when we first got here in September. I think I went up the Erie PA side with Destin, and it was like miserable. I, it was complete turnover. Like, we literally, I think, caught one fish the whole day, and it was just—it was brutal. And then, you know, week two weeks later, everybody's smashing them, you know. So it's just—it's timing. I—I I mean, you know, who knows? Like you said, the wet, the 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 wind could be a factor there. You really don't know. Yeah, I'm hoping that the wind isn't a factor because I don't want it to get moved to Sunday. 
I want it to yeah. be Saturday because Bills game. Obviously, the Bills are going to be awesome this year. So let the smack talk commence. Yeah, the, yeah. Man. I mean, Steelers, man. I don't. Ugh, man, they gotta get JJ Watt signed, dude. I know. Like, and they don't do the contract contract negotiations during when the season starts. That's it. It's done. Yeah. And what I what I would kind of respect about him though is, you know, he he didn't he didn't uh, sit out. He sat in. So he's been going to every single practice. You know, he just does all the individual stuff. He doesn't do the team stuff. You know, so this way he's he's you know physically, mentally preparing himself. Yeah. You know, for it. But I mean, the guys just pay the guy. Like, yeah, he's one of the best. What is the issue that there is? You know, and I mean, and the thing is, is let let's be honest. Ben's not getting any younger. Um, you know, Juju basically took a pay cut to stay with the Steelers. You know, he, I mean. Defense, I mean, really didn't lose a whole lot on defense. So I think, and he, get, he gained Melvin Ingram, dude's a beast. You know, him and Watt on each side, I mean, that's, that's dangerous right there. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll see. He got a bunch of new offensive linemen, though. That's what's kind of scary, a bunch of younger offensive linemen. Yeah, I can't wait for that game Sunday. I'll be texting you and Destin and be like, I told you so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not words, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I wouldn't, I'd prefer to do it on Saturday myself, but, you know, if it happens, it happens. I guess that gives us three days up there instead of, instead of two. Yeah, so, you know? I mean, if it gets moved to Sunday, we just go to the river and, bang on them again like we did last time that was oh fun. yeah yeah that was a lot of fun and now you kind of have an idea what to do in the river as well so if they keep the lake open it's too rough you could always go into the river yeah so uh, when we're out friday we should show you how to run through the piece oh, yeah. and underneath the train bridge because it's not fun yeah <laughs> so I, I could draw it on a map for you but you have to experience to do it experience yeah. at once to do it because it's Daunting, yeah, in a bad yeah, way. yeah. So, but um, sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, it could be one in the river. I um, shout out to a friend of mine, um, Alex. He fishes for ESF, which is uh, the Environmental School of Syracuse. Just caught a seven and a half pounder out of the Niagara River, like ten minutes from my house. Yeah, they that's twenty six pounds to their best five and all. So I don't know what's going on with Lake Erie and the Niagara River system, but literally this has been the best year from what I can ever remember for quality, size of fish, and quantity. Like it's yeah. just normally this time of year, like I'm telling clients, we're gonna get five to ten bites, we're gonna work for them and just be ready for that because they're coming flurries of three and four. Yeah. So we might catch three or four and then run 15 rock piles and see them and they're not going to eat and all of a sudden we'll land on one we'll catch three and four then we'll go to the next one and same deal and you got to get them in the boat because they fight hard yeah and they come out 30 foot of water and 75 degrees yeah it's not easy to get in the boat <laughs> oh yeah yeah I, I went i went the other day to uh Cognac lake yeah it's a small little lake below uh erie mm -hmm. and uh you know it was 40 something degrees in the morning so you know that, that early morning bite was basically non-existent and um i don't know what it is about that, that fishery dude but like the smallmouth and largemouth they're both super mean you know i caught a, a smallmouth of like three and a half pounds and 
I could have swore I had a five plus on there. And, I mean, he just, I mean, he was digging and, and I don't know. I mean, there's not really current there. There's just a lot of grass. Like it's a lot, it's deep, clear and just I've, grass. Everywhere. It has to be spring fed or they, they're bait chasers. I find that yeah. bait chasers tend to fight a lot harder than goby eaters. Yeah. Because goby eaters are sluggish. Just kind of sitting there, yeah. Like, oh, a goby popped out to eat something. I'm going to eat him now. As to where yeah. they actually have to chase bait. And oh, yeah. bait was fast. So they have yeah. big old rudders on them. And that's why I think southern smallmouth fight a lot harder than northern smallmouth yeah. for the most part because they're bait. Yeah, it makes sense. Because, I mean, they were all, you know, because <laughs> we found this hump and we're, you know, we're grasping it. And uh, like there's a giant right there, you know, I fired down there and drop shot, couldn't get nothing. I fired Nico rig down there and it just slammed it. And, um, you know, if, like I said, it fought hard. And then even just a large mouth, like a two and a half, three pound large mouth. I mean, it, it, it fought and it was, I mean, it was fun. Don't get me wrong, but it was just kind of like shocking that once you got it close to the boat, you're like, Oh, like it's a three and a half, like, you know, not that that's a that's small fish, but like just, you know, you expect it to be way bigger the way it was, you know, fighting. But yes, you're Absolutely. talking about southern smallmouth, man. I fished a uh, regional on Cherokee Lake. You know, caught some really nice four pound smallmouth. And uh, that was, I mean, that was a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to getting to that lake when I, you know, move down there. It's, and Douglas is close by. You know, you got a lot of. Got a lot of good fisheries, you know. So yeah, I can't wait to come hang out for a little bit. I'm yeah, just, man. I might have to make a trip down in like early, early spring if I have nothing going on. Yeah, I'm gonna check. <laughs> we'll go wherever you want. You're gonna be yeah. the host. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, shoot. I better find them then. I better be on them. So yeah, I mean, and me and Bailey have actually talked about this going somewhere in like Tennessee, maybe in February or March before the season starts here, and film yeah. for a couple days just be like northern boys going south in the dead heart of winter yeah i don't know if it's gonna happen we haven't solidified those plans and i'm sure everybody will know about it when we do but um yeah so anything else you want to talk about oh i got a side little bar here uh -oh. i was talking to bailey about this since you you partner with gemini and you like run the booth and stuff right for like, yeah i guess and stuff yeah Let's talk about the importance <laughs> and relevance of jerseys for weekend warriors. Do you think it's something Oof. they need and if it should be just pro anglers who rock them? Or do you think it's actually a very important tidbit in the industry for <laughs> these guys to be wearing it due to like 10 and do you want Do you want Mike Schnupp's opinion or Mike Schnupp who works for G2 Gemini's opinion? Both. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> and this is a hot take because yeah. I've worn them in local club little derbies, mm -hmm. and now I don't wear them because I think it's kind of funny. But um, yeah. I'm just curious here. So I'll give you like three different perspectives on it, right? Yeah. So sure. for for the jersey company, obviously, look, you know, those guys want to look the part, feel the part, whatever it may be. We're not going to tell them no. I mean, right. right? We need to, you know, you need to make money. It's a business, you know. So, um, you know, some of the best anglers in the world wear our jerseys, and you know, they're on our team, and so on and so forth. And um, and that's not saying you know one thing or another, but I, I honestly, personally believe 
that we make the best quality jersey the colors you know stand out i mean it's just and the thing is the customer service and i'm not saying that because i worked for them but I'm, you know i just ordered jerseys from them before i even started working for them and if you basically talk to anybody that's the first thing they say is you know or, you know i get it all the time because i help with the social media stuff it's, you know hey the customer service is amazing you know um and i think that's a huge part but kind of going back to the jersey thing like i said it it, it helps us obviously uh so i think it's good uh i'm gonna kind of play devil's advocate here on this next part it's good and bad for the industry right the reason why i say it's good is right if if how can I say this politely without sounding like a jerk? Uh, you know, you got a lot of guys getting discount deals, right? So, mm -hmm. so companies, companies are still making money off of them, right? So they're, you know, they're not getting it at their cost. They're getting it, you know, a little bit above. So the company's taking some money in, you know, they're getting some revenue off of it. So essentially the way I look at it is when you get those deals like that, as an angler, you're, you're paying, to be sponsored does that kind of make sense you know like they're making money off you i agree so so the thing is is you know if you want to wear the jersey represent them whatever you know it it, it definitely helps you know you because you know the way I, the way i look at it and, and the way things i know i'm going like all over the place but is that you got guys like how, how the pro staff should work you know from like a weekend warrior perspective is you know, you get your discount, you know, you work your butt off, you show them that, Hey, like, you know, you're more than maybe go to free product and maybe get paid. You know, that's how it should work. It doesn't necessarily work that way. A lot of companies make a lot of money off of quote unquote sponsored anglers. Um, so to, you know, that making that money now you got the pro side anglers, you know, they don't like per se the discount things, you know, and, it, and it, I get it. It kind of ruins them from getting paid. Cause you got a bunch of guys paying to promote the product and you're trying to get paid to promote the product. But in that standpoint is you got a lot of people paying for the sponsorships. So that gives more money to, you know, to pay those pro professional anglers. Right. So um, that's why I said he played devil's advocate on that. But me personally, I'm not like this, this week, you know, whatever we're, we're fishing. I'm not wearing a jersey. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm showing up honestly whatever's gonna keep me warm. <laughs> and well, that's what I, I'm gonna wear. I think the long range forecast right now is like seventy five and sunny. Yeah, which means it'll be like forty and fifty in the morning. And so I'll probably have not all yet. my no? Not yet. Maybe sixties. Like okay, so I'll still be bundled up before <laughs> I'll be bundled up when we take off. Um, shorts and sandals weather still. Like, gosh, <laughs> I might not even see shorts and sandals, but um <laughs> but no, but so you know it's it's just it's kind of one of those things too, like I said, is you got a weekend guy that's probably working his butt off, working 40 plus hours a week. And this is just his kind of his fun hobby. Yeah. And, you know, he would love to possibly pursue a professional fishing career, but just doesn't, he can't justify it and family and all that other stuff. So, you know, if he wears a Jersey and, you know, he, for that weekend derby, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to pick Adam Ford or nothing like that. I'd be like, Oh man, this is, this is dumb. 
the the thing I guess I mainly have a problem with <coughs> more so is in Ish Ish Monroe, we've talked about this a hundred times. It's just always a topic at ICAST. It just always comes up, you know, because you got these guys wearing their jerseys and you know might not know who they are, you know, from the guy next to them not wearing one. Um, but we leave ICAST and they're at the restaurant. They're wearing their jersey. You know, it's like, dude, bring a shirt to change, you know, like, or the other day we were at, like I said, on uh, Kanya and we pull up to the ramp and this, this guy pulls in after us and, you know, talking to us. The next thing you know, he comes out of his truck and throws a jersey on. It's a Friday. There's no tournament going on. There's nothing going on. Like, and he got a jersey on. And, you know, it's probably to him that makes him feel important, you know, and stuff like that. But I just, I just don't agree with it. It's not, it's not the, it, you know, people compare it to like football, baseball. Oh, you want to have your team's jersey on. Yeah, that's, that's different. I'm wearing a team jersey or I'm wearing, you know, Mike Trout's jersey. Yeah. Right. I'm not wearing, you know, a, it's, you know, Mike Trout, it's not a sponsored jersey. It's a team jersey. That's, that's what it is. Everybody on the team got the same jersey. You want to represent your team, you represent your team. Now the jersey, you know, if you just had maybe just a plain lose jersey and you just want to represent, okay, great, right? But if you got all these other logos on there, like another big thing that kills me is, man, you'll see guys like with a Strike King logo and then a Berkeley logo and a Zoom logo, and it's like, you know, it's kind of like really, you know, <laughs> no, you're not getting a discount from them. Yeah, I do have all three type it, deal, and that and that's. And it's free marketing and advertising for the company, but who is seeing it? So, like, so here's my standpoint on it from somebody who has an economics degree. It's brilliant for companies to push and pursue everybody to wear a jersey with their logo on, right? Yeah, 100%. Because if they're Putting a logo on something, that person is more apt to buy your product. So if they come to you and they ask you if they can put your logo on their jersey, they're going to say yes. Because that means that person is buying stuff from them. Now, it could also have an adverse effect to it, too, because I've heard of some companies to where they put on, let's say, 500 or 600 pro staffers at a 10 or 20 yeah. or 15% discount. But what you don't see is that they changed their prices a little bit. So they're still making the same amount of money yeah. they were making before, if not more, because they're basically writing off that 10, 15, 20% in their revenue bucket yeah. because they raise the prices. So it doesn't affect them, but they have this entire supply chain of pro staff people that are just going to buy their product. No matter what they put a yeah. sale out, 600 Correct. they're expecting 600 people to buy at least one piece of product from them. yeah like I, i've seen something to where say for instance we'll just say a line company right their line is 24.99 and their pro staff pricing is half off right but then the price sheet they see is 29.99 and then you have to order so much or it's not worth it because they charge you like 60 dollars in shipping or something so it's like you said, it's you're you're paying a ton out of your own pocket. They find yeah. ways to make it advantageous for themselves. Correct. In the companies. Yeah. I mean so, it's a business, I get it. Um I didn't mean to interrupt you. I got one one quick thing she got my mind going on that. Yeah. So so back back a few years back, um 
a lot of companies, you had to get written approval to use their logos. Mm -hmm. And now it's, now you're just checking a box saying, yeah, I got, I'm authorized all of this, you know? And the thing is, it's, there's, there's just so many of them now. They're like, well, why would I, why would I have people, you know, only approved people have my logo and get the email, you know, written proof or permission when if, if they're paying, you know, whatever to get a Jersey made, why not? It's like I said, it's free advertisement. Yep. So, cause they walk into a store and this guy that might be like a local hero to a bunch of people and they know who yeah. he is locally, like, Oh, he uses zoom products. Now all these guys are like, Oh, he's gotta be kicking my can on zoom. Yeah. And now all of a sudden all the guys are running and buying a zoom base. <laughs> he's laughing because he's actually throwing a striking bowler. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. I wonder how much deception there goes into that too. Like guys will just plug all these logos on just to plug them. So people think otherwise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's just, it's crazy. Uh, you know, another thing that kind of gets me on all that is let's just say Andy, you're sponsored. I don't know. We'll just, let me think about, we'll just say Berkeley, right? So you're sponsored sure. by Berkeley. Okay not taking anything away from you. You fish local tournaments, you're a guide. That's the extent of your tournaments, right? So now let's say uh, Jordan Lee, you know, he's, he's with Berkeley. So Jordan Lee wins a tournament. And then there goes Andy. Hey, congrats to my Berkeley teammate, Jordan Lee. No, dude, like you're, you're not really teammates. You're not on the same, same level. You know, like if, yeah. if you got like, we'll just say Mark Rose. <laughs> General Tire, you know, it's him, Ski Reese, Otto, uh, Edwin Evers, and um, was it Britt Myers? Yeah, I think it's who, did. yeah, the other one. Is. But like now, if he posts, hey, congrats to my General Tire teammate, Otto, yeah, that, that's that's your teammate. There's like five or six of you, you know, you're the only five or six major guys for that that team. But I just, that, that that's another thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way on that stuff. Yeah, you get 600 congratulations from. Um, towards a pro that has no idea who you are. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. it's it's just tough, man. It's it, it really is. It's you know a lot of it's just business, and um, you know I just feel like if those guys are wearing those jerseys to you know weekend tournaments, kind of so be it. But don't don't overstep your boundaries and overplay your part. I guess that'd be I guess that'd be my best advice for that. Absolutely. Like I have no issue with co anglers that fish like the opens or BFLs from wearing it because some of them might actually have paid sponsors and or they're supporting like a landscaping oh. business back home. Yeah. Like a non endemic sponsor is that's a great way to support oh, yeah. have a jersey, but I, I find it laughable when a guy that fishes the canal throws on a jersey that says Zoom Bait Company on the front. Yeah. It's like, it's like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I'm not gonna lie, you know, I fished, you know, BFLs as a co-angler, fished the Opens, fished the FLW Tour, fished, uh, yeah, Tour, Opens, like bigger, bigger tournaments like that, and, you know, as co-angler, but yeah, I had a jersey and, uh, you know, a lot of that was, not a lot of it, all of it was, <laughs> you know, paying sponsorships that, you know, took a chance with a, Jack wagon like me as a co-angler. <laughs> yeah, Jack wagon. You are right. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. 
I think you're one of the furthest people from that. So, and from my knowing of you, right, you're you're a good guy there, Mike. And as always, so any anything else you want to talk about before we kind of let these guys go on their Monday night? Everybody tuning in. Jeez, let's see, let's see. I just got this because it's it's on my mind. Buck fever. I was gonna say yeah. hunting. So New yeah. York, um, New York just opened a special season, like early season. I think it starts in like a week for deer. Dude, you know what's killing me about this tournament that we're fishing? September eighteenth. It's opening day in my county for for deer season. You'll be both. fine. You'll go Monday. You'll go yeah. every night after work. Yeah. So Sit in your office, can... put your camo jacket on, walk out yeah. the back door, and go <laughs> shoot a buck. I think yeah. we did that last fall too, right? You basically got done with the work and went and shot one, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, I shot a doe. Yeah, I, I I literally was at work and I was like, man, oh come on. When I got home and there was really nothing going on, no baseball, no nothing, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna go stand. She's like, I'm okay. And you know, shot a doe. It was actually I because to be honest, you know, it was getting dark like around six, seven o'clock, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, you know, I'll go to the stand. You know, when it gets dark, I'm hopping out and I'll meet you for dinner. You know, because we're going to go out to dinner. And, well, I ended up shooting a doe. And then, you know, one thing led to another. I don't think we ate till like 8.30, 9 o'clock that night. But, Oops. But, yeah, but it, that's all right. That's all right. I still got a tiny, tiny bit of meat left on that. We've been kind of using it sparingly. So I'm, I'm ready to get another one. Fill up the yeah. Or two. Yeah. Yeah, we're supposed to go to Mark Rose's house again. Uh, probably... Probably in October, maybe maybe November, just depends. Oh, yeah, we went there last year in October. He shot a monster. Yeah, he shot his first buck ever. His first deer was a buck, so he's he's a little spoiled. But um, and he got to go to Mark's house and hang out and and uh, you know, Mark, uh, you know, Mark's a great guy. I talked to Mark pretty frequently, and you know, he sent me a picture a few, maybe a month or two ago. Now, maybe a month ago, you know, of the corn he had planted. He's like, here, send you know, show this to Lucas, you know. And, He'll send me like trail cam pictures and stuff. He's and probably all fired up at that point. Oh yeah. He the other day he was literally looking at he's like, Hey dad, you remember that one that eight point that Mr. Mark showed? I was like, Yeah, he's like the one side, he's only he's only got like two points. He's missing like half a rack. And I mean this is pictures from last year and he's he's yeah. still analyzing them and stuff. So it's it's pretty cool. Awesome. I know a lot of anglers go and, and hunt in the you know, fall, winter and stuff. So uh just good luck to all them and, and man, just be safe. That's, safe, that's the yeah. biggest thing, you know, uh, is uncomfortable and inconvenient as it may be to wear a, you know, harness, wear it, man. It's, it's not, it's not worth, you know, I mean, you hear about all these anglers like Cliff Pace was right after he kind of won the classic, not that far after that. He was that when, you know, that fall, you know, he fell out of a stand and broke his leg. Um, and he basically missed the whole, almost the whole next season. So he got like a kind of like a waiver. I think there was somebody else too recently in the past year. I think you know had the same situation. Oh, I I can only imagine. I mean, unfortunately, I don't hunt at all just because I'm so entwined and wrapped up in fishing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just wouldn't have time for it. And plus, um, I just like the whole gun debate, whatever. Um. I see every side to it. I don't personally own one. I'm not against it. I think everybody has the right to own a gun. Oh, yeah. I'll throw that out there. It's just something I've never seen that I've ever felt like I've needed. So yeah. it's just, and I'll never. Oh, it's personal preference, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love, 
bow hunting. I mean, I, I yes, I, I shot a nice buck in Texas with a rifle, but bow hunting, I mean, it's just up, up close personal. You know, it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's hard to compare because, I mean, it's different, but it's almost like seeing the, you know, six pounder on your grass and dropping down and getting it, you know, like it's just that excitement and, you know, it's, it's up close and personal or, or even bed fishing where you see the fish and you know, like, dude, that's a giant. Oh, I get all giddy when I see three colors on my 2D. Yeah. I get, so, I'm like, Ooh, that's going to be a big one. <laughs> yeah. And then when you drop on them and you see them kind of follow your bait down, you're like, yeah. oh, he's on it. <laughs> yeah. Like I think that is my favorite. Yeah, but seeing so, that deer and you're that close, I mean, I can only imagine. Yeah, it's like. definitely so, buck fever and shake like crazy. It's 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 an awesome, <laughs> awesome feeling. But more importantly, you know, provides provides you know food, meat, you know, everything for my family. So that's that's another big that's aspect the biggest of it. Thing. I have no issue with that. Like I would, yeah. if I were to hunt, I would hunt something that's sustainable, something that can feed my family, deer. Is the first oh, one. Yeah. I love venison. Absolutely yeah. love it. And um Bailey, when you listen to this, you still owe me some from last year that you oh, man. Me and you haven't given me yet. Now you're yeah, he, him, him and his brother got some good ones too, man, last year. Two nice um, bucks. We're talking about this. I know this is a fishing podcast, but um I actually want to oh, go right, I took it to hunting. hunting with, <laughs> it's fine. I actually want to go coyote hunting with Bailey and his brother because that sounds like an absolute riot calling yeah. at like midnight one in the morning. That just sounds like something that would be fun to me. So oh, yeah. I just would never buy this stuff myself to do it. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, like I said, everybody has their own opinions and, and uh, preferences and all that good stuff. And that's just another thing, you know, real quick, just, you know, with COVID and everything else and, you know, just everything that's going on in this world, it's, it's kind of, kind of jacked up, man. There's, there's no reason, you know, to, to, hate somebody or, or something like that just based off of what they prefer and what they don't prefer whatever you know i mean it's it's the beautiful you know beautiful part about this nation that you get to have your freedom of speech you know you, you get to have those freedoms to to pick if you if you want to have a firearm in your house or not have a firearm in your house you know me personally i have them but i'm not gonna hate you because you don't have one you know i think you know the outdoor industry it's a great industry you know a lot of great guys but you know i just you know just want to see everybody not to sound cliche but just get along you know i mean yeah. there's there's a lot a lot more a lot worse scenarios than a covid shot or a, you know whatever it may be you know there's a lot more serious things going on in this world than than that so fair enough so i mean on that note I, I don't know if I've ever found this out from you. What is your biggest smallmouth? It's not that big. It's a five three. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna break that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was on Erie last year. Yeah, you're gonna break that. I I can almost guarantee it. I hope so. I think I think I might have broken in that in that that tournament last year, but we never. Wade, Wade them. you know, yeah, because if we had a big one, it was, you know, it was on the other side and, yeah, you know, catching a lot of fours, a lot of three and three quarters. So, well, it's funny, uh, you, you pick up like, oh, it's three and three quarter if you were throwing <laughs> on a scale, you're about, oh, it's four and a half. Like, oh, yeah, God. like October's yeah. just, silly oh, it's just up stupid. Here. 
because yeah. you'll catch a 17 and a half inch fish and you're like, oh, that's that's a three and a half. Yeah. And then you put it on a scale and it's like four three. Like oh yeah. I, I mean take it off reads four three four. Like, <laughs> like Yeah. I mean it's like no Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee, you know, uh, when I fished that region it was 18 inch limit. I'm catching 17 and seven eighths, and they're four plus pounders. I have to throw them back. Yeah. You know, uh, you know how heartbreaking that is. It's like Gosh. Just yeah. stretch a little more. Yeah, but I mean, there's, there's ways to make it work, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah, but my whole thing with that whole regional man is I, I, I caught no joke, no exaggeration. I probably caught 60, 70 fish a day as a co angler, just never could get that 18 inch. you know, 18 inch smallmouth, it just was non existent for me, yeah. but you know. That's it's why it's all called good. fishing. Oh yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, hoping to break that that five three or whatever. Yeah, we got to get you up here for like three days and just yeah. go. Yeah, every time last year it just didn't work out, and this year might be even more tough. Just getting ready to move and sell the house and well, all that. Whatever you need, we'll figure me. it out. Whatever you need for me, let me know. You know. Yeah, for sure. Likewise, man. And I look forward to seeing you here in. A little over a week and a half. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. Can't wait to eat some pizza and wings and the yeah. Jeff Mann garage that will have like <laughs> boats in it. And Yeah. No, it was definitely nice to get all our boats in there and just kind of hang out. And, uh, you know, definitely a good time. Uh, and like I said, you know, like Andy was saying before, you know, I'm only going to have a day of practicing. You know, he's going to help us out. And, and I think that's what's so awesome about like, you know, the, uh, I want to say our clique, whatever, but our little group of friendships that we have is, you know, everybody's willing to help each other, you know, because everybody wants to see each other succeed. And, and that's, that's what, that's, what's really awesome. Well, to take us back to last fall, one last time here in that Douglas tournament, if, if you caught it or Jeff caught that bag or my buddy, Justin, and yeah, Justin, Jordan, yeah. I would have been just absolutely like enamored with it. Just in, absolutely <laughs> insane. Oh and, yeah. And I mean, if you're only in the sport for yourself, it's you're not going to go very yeah. far. So take care of your friends, treat them well, and everything will be right. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think it's the same with even with like Life. baseball, football, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I mean, like those guys, you know, my kid, we go to a lot of baseball games, you know, and a lot of guys will come over and sign, and a lot of guys just completely ignore the fans. And it's like, it's like, dude. Especially, you know, I mean, even in the fishing industry, like these are the people that are paying, <laughs> paying you to play this sport. You know, they're the ones that are putting the money in. So, right. So, Ryan, I feel that mm-hmm. he's not a hunter either. He's been catching some giant smallmouth on, uh, on like one of the little tributaries that dumps into the Ohio. And I bet yeah. a lot of guys wish those fish actually lived in the Ohio itself. So yeah, I, Ryan's actually coming up to fish with me here in a couple weeks. I can't wait. It's gonna be nice. fun. Yeah. So, but um, on that note, um, I gotta get yeah. a tackle ready because I'm heading out in the morning for a few hours. Yeah, I got to mess with mine a little bit today to get ready for next week. So, but thanks, thanks so much again for having me on. Uh, well, thanks, just, thanks for helping out. Um, I'm sure people would rather listen to someone else's voice than mine for an hour and 15 minutes, especially. And it's doing a lot better than it was. If you if we had to do this three hours ago, you wouldn't have been able to hear me. I sounded like yeah. Minnie Mouse on a silencer. So we're probably been fun. Okay. 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Not for people's ears, but it would have been fun yeah. to listen to, like, in the interpersonal part. So, but for now, guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be a business from the Bass Boat episode on Wednesday. And um, I'm going to figure out something here for Friday because Bailey and Deacon, like you said, are both up at the Thousand Islands. So I want to wish them the best of luck. And uh, Destin and Marion, a friend of ours, too, who's up there um, fighting to get a classic berth. He needs to win it. But let's let's hope he pulls through. He can do it, man. And then Sakai's fishing as well. So yeah. Will Sakai go back to back as co angler champion? That would be insane. Yeah. But and he's happen. also fishing he's also fishing the Derby next week with us. Yep. He will be, yeah. So with so, his brand new CX twenty one K Miss. That boat's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just won a Phoenix too, so yeah. he's got to get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> so but uh best yeah. luck to everybody up there. It's great lakes, it's the fall. Anything can happen any day. So Watch the weather, stay safe, and uh, go crack some giant smallmouth while we're all sitting here watching, being jealous. Wishing we were there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, thanks, Mike, again for joining yeah. and talking about the St. Lawrence Open, among other things, and the Jersey rant. I think it was fun. I hope everybody enjoyed. Um, as always, like I said, it's presented by Queen Tackle and all these 20% off coupons at the bottom that have run through here. If you ever have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit me up. Hit Bailey up. We answer them all. You can even ask Mike. I'm sure he'll answer. So, <laughs> sorry, Mike. Hey. But, um, no, shoot. Hey, ask the question, man. <laughs> but um, we're going to sign off here, and um, I hope everyone has a good night and a good day as you listen to this when you do. So we'll see you all soon.